Hey, this is the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke, and on today's episode, we talk about rules or advice for a first date in Japan. Each of us found an article that explains the do's and don'ts for a first date with a Japanese girl.、Uh, Ben's article was actually based on a survey of a sample of Japanese girls, and、uh, we compare it with our own experiences and、uh, what we have seen or heard、uh, from Japanese girls、uh, during our time in Japan. Where should you go on a first date? Should you pay for the first date? Can you expect to kiss on the first date? We cover all these questions and, of course, a little bit more. If you have some free time, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and also check out the video version of this episode on YouTube that we shot at Barefoot Bar in downtown Sapporo. The video should be up in the next couple days, and the link is in the episode description. All right, on to the show. 私
and it's surprisingly cheap. So this is talking about first dates, the do's and the don'ts about the first date. And you also found some information. Yeah, so I found this uh, this website called All Night Out. All Night Out. Allnightout.com. And the, the guy, he's lived in Japan for about five to seven years or so. And in this, in his blog, he interviewed 15 uh, Japanese girls. He interviewed 15 Japanese girls, which is a small sample, you know, but... It's probably a bigger sample than maybe we have. I don't know. I don't think I've dated 15 girls. <laughs> I'm not going to mention anything. But uh, but to get the uh, validated opinion of 15 people, I think it tr- yeah. sounds trustworthy. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. But he kind of summed up saying that in general, uh, the age group he interviewed was between <laughs> 20 and 40, with two of, them, two of them being in their 40s. But he said like they were all very kind of shy majime majime which means kind of serious serious yeah so they were he felt like they were kind of holding back not being completely honest with the the questions he was asking them so he he's basically saying take these answers with a pinch of salt okay Mm. okay so uh for example talking about first dates yeah so uh, a common question he asked was what is a what was the best kind of restaurant to take a Japanese girl on a first date? So this website, All Night Out, what what did it say about the uh, good best uh, kind of restaurant for a first for date? A first date, yeah. So, uh, well, what do you think, Burke? Where would you take a Japanese girl on a first date? What kind of restaurant? Well, first of all, I would say that it depends on the age group you're dating. Uh, you know, if you're in high school or uh, early 20s and stuff, I think that's going to be a little bit different than the place where you're going to take somebody who's maybe in their 30s, mid-30s, early 30s. But uh, my when I first came to Japan, I was 26 and uh, actually had a little bit of romance in my first week of training uh, for the English school. But uh, Me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time, man. Yeah. When people come here, you know, we're kind of all going through the same experience. Yeah. like. How serious should we take this? It's pretty fun, but it's like a job, and we want to leave a good impression. But at the same time, you're like in the middle of downtown Tokyo, and you're drinking. You're drinking. with each other like almost twenty four seven. Yeah, because you're sleeping in the same hotel or apartment. Yeah, you're training together, you're working together, you're breaking together, you're having fun together, and it's almost impossible not to build close relationships with your co-workers in, in, in a sense yeah plus you're like thousands of miles from home and all going through the same experience together and uh kind of uh also suffering from jet lag so uh yeah i think it's pretty common <laughs> exactly mm. yeah um but i mean we're, we're here in a big city sapporo so i was kind of taking them out to izakayas there's a lot of good selection of izakayas what does uh, the website recommend italian Italian that's number one. <laughs> Italian man, that's yeah, pretty yeah. specific. Yeah, yeah. Forty uh, percent of the women he interviewed. That's for sixteen women. Fifteen women. Yeah, forty percent suggested an Italian restaurant. I have taken girls to Italian restaurants on the first date. In fact, uh, not La Pausa. No, La Pausa. La Pausa is actually pretty good. Hey, that's wrong with La Pausa. Four cheese pizza is very good there. Yeah, I think Mia. Huh? Not Mia Angela. Is it Mia Angela? No. Saizaria? No. <laughs> I think Mia Angela is the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, one in, uh, there's one in Daimaru, and there's mm. one over here uh, downtown on the corner. I didn't go to the one in Daimaru. Daimaru. I figured that was a little bit too uh, trying too hard. 
but the one downtown is, here on the is corner. Is that a bit fancy? Like, is it kind of like fancy Italian? It's not too fancy. Like, I think each person can range between like 4,000 to 6,000 yen, as low as even 3,000 or 2,000 something for lunch. Uh, but in, in Daimaru, uh, the one downtown is a little bit uh, less uh, formal. Actually, the one in Daimaru isn't too formal either. But like, if you're in your 20s, I don't think you need to try to take somebody, me or Angela, maybe you're in your 30s or something. But uh, yeah, so Italian, that's very, very specific. Did you, where were you taking girls? I, I was taking girls to uh, <clears throat> yakitori places. Yakitori? Yeah, mainly uh, kushidori. Kushidori, that's a favorite of mine. Yeah. I'm not sure if the girls, if girls really like that, but I always was casual enough to uh, have a good time, not too expensive, um, very reasonably priced, good food, in my opinion anyway. So yeah, a lot of my first dates, I took them to either yakitori and or a pub or a bar which, and then have like kind of bar food oh, okay. like bar snacks kind of thing but nothing nothing fancy nothing they're fancy. never Italian never an Italian you never made the mistake of being like oh I'm gonna try to shoot, impress this girl right from the start and no, that's never been my style, really. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've kind of been able to read the situation. I, I think I've uh, gone overboard a couple of times, made a fool of myself. But uh... so, so what have you done then? So I, I take my first dates to uh, yakitori or kushitori. Yeah. How about yourself? <clears throat> I would say, <clears throat> well, from my experience, I would recommend the best place to be a uh, izakaya around Sapporo. Because uh, there's so many. I can't remember the names of the ones I used to go to, but usually it's just like a chain izakaya. Uh, the thing about yakitori is like you kind of have to uh, decide the menu and figure everything out. And See, that's uh, why it's good because you can kind of show off yeah, like, your skills. Yeah. And then you say, and then you kind of order for them too. Yeah, that's we'll see if you're up for that. Then that's the way to go. But I, you know, was kind of nervous often and worried about stuff. So izakaya is like a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, right? kind of like they can uh, vary in levels. They can be very casual. Yeah, they can be kind of high class. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't really go to izakaya's. Okay. Yeah. okay, I don't know many kind of good ones. Okay. But I've, I've, I've been a. I guess would you call um, what's the kushikatsu? Do you know kushikatsu. Kushikatsu. It's like the deep fried. Sure. Pretty much everything is deep fried. Okay. And then you dip katsu. it in like the. The sauce that cuts the sauce. Okay. Would that be classed as an izakaya? I mean, it sounds like izakaya, yeah. 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 So there, there, there was one place that I really liked. It was kind of like not mm. expensive, but it was very like traditional. Mm. So I used to always actually take dates, some uh, first dates there as well, too. So that was my, my two spots that place and uh, Kushidori. Kushidori. Yeah, those were my two, two places to take. Yeah, so see, I would always take them to Izakaya, and then, like, if I kind of was really hoping that it would be successful and I wanted to have opportunity to have, like, a good conversation, I would actually sometimes get, like, the private room oh, wow. at uh, Izakaya. My first date. Yeah, but see, that's wow. a, but, so that's the thing. Like, private rooms at Izakaya, A, they're not, uh, they're not actually that fancy. Uh, but sometimes I messed up and they ended up being kind of fancy and the girl was like, why the heck are we in this private room? Um, Pressure. Yeah, but the reason why I kind of would always do private rooms is because uh, my voice is really quiet and izakayas can tend to be loud, especially if you're sitting around people. So it was kind of like easy way to make sure we could have a conversation. But Did you I, have some bad experiences or something before of like girls just saying, what? What did you say? What did you say? 
Yeah, yeah. Speak I mean, up. yeah, they did. They probably didn't understand half the conversation that night. So if it was successful, that's just, uh, you know, some kind of magic happened some other way. But um, the thing is about these private rooms, yeah, they kind of get a little bit, sometimes they're a little bit too private. Mm. And the girls are like, why are we, yeah. yeah. So, a, I, I feel that's more of like a, when you're a couple, yeah. you should be doing private Going to rooms. the private room. Yeah, not, not when you're in a dating phase, getting see, to know you phase. See, I'm a little bit opposite because once I'm kind of comfortable with the person, then I kind of want to be out in the open more. But when I'm just trying to get to know a person, but so I So you're think, comfortable like straight away, first date, go for it. Well, let's get a private take room. A private room. <laughs> but I think I would again recommend against it because I think sometimes a girl can be feel a little bit locked in and pressure and stuff. According to this website, this guy's interviewing of fifteen women. Um, the Izakaya comes in a second place with a twenty percent. Second place, twenty percent recommend. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> Izakaya is a good place. The problem is you should know the menu before you go there because if you don't know the menu, then you've got to rely on your date to pick out the food, and, and that's not cool. That's, that's not going to be good. Yeah, they're yeah. going to usually want a guy to take a lead on that. Mm. So. Yakitori actually was pretty low with a 6%. Oh, really? Yeah, Did he give any reasons one. about that? No, no, he didn't say, but it was tied with a Spanish restaurant, <laughs> which is, don't really understand. What's wrong with Spanish restaurants? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spanish and Italian are kind of in, interchangeable, I guess. This uh, this website, Sora News, uh, said that do not take them to teppanyaki uh, because of the strong aroma that can linger on your clothes. And I think this is definitely something important. Nobody wants to go home from a date, probably especially girls, uh, smelling like the food. So, which is kind of bad because some places like uh, beer, the uh, beer, not factory. Beer, beer factory, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. It's really fun, but yeah, you're definitely going to leave there. Uh, with your all of your clothes smelling like meat and mutton. Have you have you done that before? Taking a girl on a first date to like a meat restaurant or a barbecue kind of restaurant? I have taken girls to Shabu Shabu before, just because it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, Shabu Shabu. You don't really smell so much as well. From you don't. Shabu Shabu. Yeah, it's not like barbecue. But yeah. the problem with Shabu Shabu is you got to do a lot of work, and uh, that can be fun if the girl is like really kind of ganky and a fun person. But uh, if they're not, then nobody wants to spend the whole day like sitting there. <laughs> and then also maybe Japanese culture, they may feel like they're responsible for cooking the food and right. everything. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 right. Because they're, they're female. They might yeah. feel like it's their obligation or something. Yeah. But did, did you know, actually, I don't know if this is a common thing, but I've been told <clears throat> by some people that if you take a girl to a meat restaurant, it means you're, you're already a very serious couple. Really. Yeah, so apparently not until you're actually a couple that you go to like a yakiniku restaurant or a meat restaurant and it's a sign that you are a very close couple. Okay, so this, this is what I heard. This is like mistake number four on my list of uh, things that I've done wrong on first date so far because I've definitely taken girls to Onyasai, great shabu shabu. Uh, I, th- I, I think shabu shabu is okay, but is I think that- anything where you're grilling meat yeah, really? Because I don't know. There's something about grilling meat. It's quite intimate, uh, um, and it's um, yeah. You get kind of close, and yeah, you smell. So you have to be comfortable enough to 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 smell to not worry about smelling in front of someone. But in shabu shabu, you're like sharing this. You're putting your meat in the same place as the. Uh, That's true. Maybe shabu shabu isn't that in 
counted as one of those couple <laughs> meals. <laughs> okay, so I've been here 17 years, and obviously I recommend. All but I, of but I've definitely ideas. had shabu shabu with a girl. I wasn't. Uh, we weren't a couple, and we were. We went on a date, and she actually suggested it. So a shabu shabu. Well, it was it was a uh, nabe. Oh, okay. Nabe hormone hormone nabe. Yeah, which yeah. can be a little bit less work because you just kind of throw everything in the dish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this uh, website was pretty interesting. This guy, so this guy posted on Twitter like his uh, recommendations about uh, what the per- first perfect date, perfect first date is. So it said, uh, do not go somewhere with a tatami floor because most girls do not like to take their shoes off on the first date or in general. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? I think that's definitely true. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that before, like on a first date. Do you think what just because they're they're self conscious about exposing their smelly feet? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That smelly feet and like, what if they're like, uh, you know, nylons or pantyhose or socks aren't like you know very in good uh, shape. high quality? Yeah, in good shape. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, I mean, for guys too, uh, maybe not all guys want to take off their shoes, uh, but there's actually like a lot of places where you have to take off your shoes. Uh, not just for like a tatami floor, but just like a restaurant. You take off your shoes, put them in the locker. Yeah, I actually, actually went to a restaurant a couple of nights ago where you take your shoes off at the, the front of the restaurant, put it in the locker, and then everyone walks around barefooted. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that, that website says try to avoid that for a first date. Yeah. And uh, the other interesting thing is I brought up tatami floors, but have you ever heard this? Uh, when you go into a room with a tatami floor... You are not supposed to uh, step on the uh, the framed area. What is it called? The uh, threshold of the tatami floor. The border. Yeah. The border. So whenever you go into a uh, a tatami room, you are supposed to step all the way into the room and avoid stepping on the threshold. Any ideas why they recommend this? No, I have no idea. Uh, well, there's been actually nobody knows. <laughs> there's been some ideas, but one is that. Uh, so there's still very much this idea of being inside and outside of the room, and uh, the threshold is still considered part of the outside of the room. So if you step on that, uh, you're kind of like bringing outside into the inside of the room is one thing they mentioned. Another thing they said is it can damage the threshold of the uh, it can damage the threshold itself, and therefore the doors won't be able to slide open and close uh, won't be able to open and close as easily. So uh, something to keep in mind whenever you go into a tatami room, because there's still a lot of homes with tatami rooms, do not step on the uh, threshold as you're going in, because apparently this is very, very rude uh, for Japanese people. So this is just not just for a first date, this is just ever? A- anytime, <laughs> anytime, not just for a first date. I have, uh, I have another one. So the, the guy who interviewed the 15 women, he asked them another question, which was... Um, should you kiss on the first date? Mm. So, Burke, what do you think the percentage is for yes? Well, again, I think this all depends on how... Oh, so what is the percentage? Mm. Okay. That said yes. Out of the 15 women? Out of 15 women. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say probably about 10%, just because they're probably trying to give off a very proper image and they probably don't want to say too much. Was it surprisingly high? Mm, yeah, the opposite. Yeah, 60, <laughs> 60% said yes. Wow, yeah. kiss so on the first date. 40% said no. So I, 
almost like 50-50, I guess. So probably it depends, which is kind of the same as Western culture, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but did it, well, yeah, it probably is. And I'm surprised that the Japanese people said that because there's kind of this like image in Japanese culture of like kissing is kind of taking a bit of a big step. It is quite high, actually, come to think of it. I think like in my experience <clears throat> in Japan, a kiss on the first date is very rare. But in, in, in England, it was very high. Okay. I would say 80% yeah. of my first dates, I get a kiss. Even if I didn't really have a good time, we usually make out or something. Yeah. yeah. But in Japan, yeah, you've got to judge the feeling. What, uh, what percentage of your first dates in Japan do you think you've kissed on the first date? I would probably say about 60%. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 50-50. So right there, right how about, there. How about yourself? Um, I would probably say it's less than that just because I was probably, well, again, I think it depends on the situation, just like you said, reading the situation, uh, because like the usual flow for my dates would be like, okay, go to Izakaya first and then go to a bar afterwards. Cause they're usually almost anyone, unless it's like going horribly, will agree to go check out like another place afterwards, right? Yeah, if, if they want to go home after the dinner, then yeah. it's a bad day. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, you know, you know you didn't have a good, she didn't have a good time. Yeah, yeah. so we go to the bar after that. And then if this, things are going really well and you know they're having fun, you're having fun, then the next option is kind of maybe to pitch a trip to the old karaoke box, karaoke box. And that's where the kissing happens. And that's where the kissing <laughs> usually happens, yeah. So yeah, fifty percent of my dates ended up there. I think the other fifty didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go to the karaoke box, yeah, probably nine times out of ten, she's probably okay to, you know. It's, have it's a kiss. almost uh, a given if they say yes to karaoke, it's, it's a yes to make out. I mean, especially if it's just like the two of you going to karaoke, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I was told. Mm. I remember I was told that a long time ago. If a girl, if you ask a girl to go to karaoke, she says yes. That's the green light to make moves on her. To make a move on yeah, her. Yeah, which is kind of strange because every karaoke box has a security camera. In the room? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, Is it that round thing that's like right in front under the TV, <laughs> under the monitor? I don't think it's that. I think, well, actually, all right, I don't know if it's like every room, but I think a lot, most rooms have like a security camera. They have to, don't they? they yeah, because to. what happens if someone gets out of hand in karaoke... Like, uh, yeah, I think just for that reason. Actually, I don't know. Maybe not all places, but definitely a lot of places downtown because they're a little bit higher end. Maybe if you get out of the city, a lot of those places won't. Mm. I'm kind of surprised to hear that because I've heard of a lot of uh, younger people, especially like high school kids, yeah. you know, getting real serious in karaoke rooms because they've got nowhere else to go. So in the afternoons, they kind of get down there. Yeah. And if there's <clears throat> video cameras then surely someone would have said something. Yeah. Or maybe it's, it's I, don't, I don't know if they're necessarily monitoring the footage live of all the <laughs> boxes. And I, I could be wrong, man. That's just my uh, own personal worry and concern about going into karaoke boxes but uh, uh, with somebody else. But, uh, yeah, I think that somebody checked that. I'm going to check that later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about this one? Um, this guy asked these women as well, should men pay on the first date? Should they pay everything? Yes. Oh, oh the women? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, right. what do you think? No, 
What is the women's percentage? Yeah, what, what, yeah what, what do you think the women said that men should pay? Well, I think there's probably that? like, there's got to be a few women, proud women in that group. So, uh, but I'm still going to say it's probably like uh, 90%. Yeah, it's something. close, 80%. Yeah, 80% okay. percent yeah. said yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about you? Do you always pay on your first dates? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, always. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I not, and uh, I. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> How about you? I'm uh, I'm a little bit different from you. Okay. I uh, I like to go Dutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I would sometimes pay a little bit more. So usually, I would pay the majority, say seventy five percent, and usually the the girl would give me some extra money. But what I really don't like is when a girl expects me to pay. Yeah. So I like to at least have her offer okay so if she doesn't offer i'm like well we're definitely going dutch if she offers then i might pay everything or <coughs> i'll pay 75 percent. you know i'm thinking about it and i think like sometimes paying for everything especially if it's like shabu shabu and the bills are probably like eight thousand yen and you're just trying to have like a casual first date it's probably not the best thing well actually you don't want to ask a girl to pay for it. i don't know depends on the situation but sometimes when you pay too much Again, that might be like putting too much pressure on the situation. Like, maybe the girl's like, "Hey, hey, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to be taking care of me that much right now. You know, we're just yeah. out on a date, first know? day. So, yeah. Well, sometimes um, I've had it where I'll pay for pay for dinner, like the first first meal, and then we go to the bar, and then she pays for like all the drinks. Yeah, that's so actually what I usually out. that's what I actually usually say because when they're like, "Oh no, 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 you shouldn't pay," then I'm like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna go somewhere else. You can buy the drinks." You know, I, I like I don't mind paying, mm. but I think if you if a girl doesn't offer to pay and then you pay everything, it it starts you off at a, a, a the wrong foot because then it's like fraud from now on the whole relationship going forward. She's gonna expect you to pay for everything, which I don't think that's a, a very healthy relationship. Yeah, the other thing is like during the dinner, you can kind of have a conversation. You find out more about this person, and uh, honest, a lot of times in Japan, like girls are getting paid much less than guys, anyways. Or maybe those some of those girls when I was dating when I was younger, they were just working part time jobs because they were students and stuff. And keeping that in mind, and they knew I was working. I think that kind of also made me feel a little bit of pressure to pay for the date and stuff. So you can kind of figure out these clues as you're uh, having dinner and stuff and yeah, so maybe think so it's a good idea. It depends. It right? depends. Always yeah. it depends. It definitely yeah, yeah. depends. Yeah. All right. Um, how about this one? How many dates should you go on before becoming a couple? Well, I think uh, before – okay, well – there's something I want to say about that, but just to answer what the percentage is before you become a couple. Oh, so how did how, what were the answers? It was a specific number. Yeah. So there's was like for one date, two dates, and there's like percentage that said yes. Right. So there's a percentage for one date, percentage yeah. for two dates, uh-huh. and percentage for three to five dates. Okay. So maybe the question is which percentage or which number had the highest percentage? Yeah. Right? Uh, and what was that percentage? After well? you're considered a couple in Japan, I'm gonna say it's either two or three, and I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, three. Definitely, if you're going on three dates, you're definitely a couple by that point. Really, hundred percent. You're going on three dates. You're a couple. Well, okay. What What do we mean by a couple? <laughs> <laughs> you're official. 
because I mean, maybe that was something we were going to get to later, but it was kind of like, at what date should you take a serious step beyond the kiss? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so this is like, what do you mean? Like official, like exclusive? Yes. All yes. right. All right. You, you all right. are mono a mono. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll push it back a little bit then and say, but not too much. Maybe like four or five. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Three to five, three to five dates was <clears throat> considered the number you should have. In your exclusive. And then your exclusive. Okay. Because but what what would you say was the percentage of women that said that? Three to five? Mm. Uh, probably pretty big, like 70%. Yeah, 75%. Okay. 75%. Two, uh, two dates, 20%. Okay. One mm. date, 6%. One day, <laughs> man, a lot of pressure there. Yeah, it was scary, but scary yeah. there. One day, how, how, how about you? Like with your wife, how many dates did you go on before you became official, an official couple? Uh, it was actually probably like four or five, because again, I had to spend quite a bit of time pursuing her. Uh, she was busy and stuff, so uh, I think we went on. But we kind of knew from the beginning. So I was coming out of another serious relationship, so we kind of knew from the beginning, like, are we going to try to make this something serious or not because we don't want to waste each other's time. I was already, like, 36, 37 by that point. So, so you, did you have that conversation quite early on, like on the first or second date? I think we did. We were kind of, like, figuring out what each other's situation was. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like, hey, do you want to be serious or not? You know, it wasn't, like, straightforward, but it was kind of like a lot of feeling out, seeing what the mm. situation was. And, uh, yeah, because I was kind of a little bit exhausted. I met her during a period when I was kind of out, but I was kind of getting sick of that a little bit, you know, and wanted to find somebody serious. And, again, I had just been coming out of a very serious situation before, kind of being single for a bit. So I knew if I was going to settle down with somebody, uh, I wanted it to be serious pretty early, and she checked off a lot of the boxes. Unfortunately, I checked off a lot of her boxes. And so, yeah, I think from pretty early we knew. But how about for you? Were you... uh, how early usually do you think uh, about, you decide? About the same, three to five. Yeah. Three to five dates. But like in Japan, there's this thing that they do, which is called ko- kohaku. Is that right? Kokuhaku? Kokuhaku. Kokuhaku, which yeah. means confession. Yeah. So you got to confess your feelings for this person that you want to take it further. So you say stuff like, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? Sukiyate kudasai. And, and for me... I've always thought it was very unusual and a bit immature, kind of like yeah. playground level. You know, when I was a kid, I'd be like, "Can you be my girlfriend?" You know. <laughs> and then when I became an adult, I'm like, I'm, "You don't, you don't do that in England, really." Uh, I don't know. Did you do that when you were back in America, like as a as an adult? As an adult, would you uh, would you ask a girl to be your girlfriend? No, I mean, you just know. Right? Yeah, you kind of like. I think well, at some point you have the conversation like, "Where is this going?" But uh, uh, so mm. yeah. Yeah, but in Japan, they you need that conversation. Yeah, and you need to. Usually, it's the men asking the woman, right? And if you and if the man doesn't ask the woman, I I would say after like five or six dates, the woman assumes you're kind of not interested in an official relationship. And she, in my experience, they tend to go a bit cold after that. Mm. Start doing your radio silence, <laughs> not mm. answering the. The text messages yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I wanted to get into, and maybe it's the next thing on the list there, like when is the appropriate point or timing 
to take that next uh, step in the physical intimacy. And, to do uh, the deed? To do the deed. Is that, is that covered in uh, the article? Yes, okay. yes. So that, yeah. for, a, for a first date, should you go for a home run? Is that what you take? No, about? I was saying like when is the appropriate, what number date is the appropriate timing in my opinion or your opinion to do the deed? Well, his, his question was well, just his, about the first date. His question was the first date, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is the girl's response. The this girl's response. response. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my response is actually pretty low. Like, I, I would not say uh, first date because words are going to get out about you. And uh, But a lot of people don't care. Mm. Uh, but um, for these women... yeah. I'm going to say... Uh, what percentage do you think said yes? Less than 10%. A bit more, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, 13. 13? 13, 13 okay. said yes. 73 said no. Mm. And then the rest is maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's expected, I think, right? Quite, kind of low. Yeah, but okay. Probably same in Western countries, I would say. All right, well, let me ask you, like, what number date... Is the next is the appropriate number to take that next step in the level of uh, physical intimacy? I, I would say around the third. Yeah, the third date. Yeah, third or fourth, and then after that, not long after that, then you do the confession. It's kind of like oh, things are going well with this person. I think the next step is uh, I either invite them over to have dinner at my place or invite myself over to their place to have dinner. Yeah, and uh, and if they're keen for that, then I think they're pretty keen for. Yeah, yeah. I think once uh, once you've invited them over for dinner, I think that is the green light in my book. I don't know though, but I mean, sometimes it hasn't worked out that way. Sometimes it's like the the second dinner. Maybe a you know I'll do one dinner at my place, dinner at her place next time, and then maybe maybe from then. I mean, yeah, you can usually tell if like after the end of the night at the end of dinner if they want to go home or if they want to hang out a little bit more uh, and stuff. So yeah, but. I was told, and the reason why I said I was actually told that if you don't like know that by the second or third date, then it's probably not going to happen. If you don't know what, uh, whether or not it's going to move to that next level of intimacy, mm. then it probably isn't. So it's kind of, but that conflicts a little bit with the three to five. Well, actually, that was for being an official couple. Yeah, it's three to five dates. But yeah, I was told by women in Japan, Japanese women that if you don't know by the second or third date, then it's probably not going to happen. And she's probably wondering why, uh, yeah, it hasn't kind of come up yet. Mm. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main questions this guy asked yeah. in his interview of the, the 15 women, which is a, it's a small sample, but uh, I guess it gives you an idea of what women are like in Japan on the first date. But I, to be honest, I think it's quite similar to Western countries. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think it's about the same. Uh, I was surprised this article I was reading was his final recommendation was a restaurant, Gusto. Do you know Gusto? Yeah, it's like a family restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> and he, got, he apparently got ripped apart on Twitter for suggesting like a family restaurant for a first date, which I agree with too, man. You don't want to be taking somebody uh, to a family restaurant on a first date unless... Unless you're much younger or something, but I do not know anybody who would probably want to be taken to a family restaurant. I, I read day. somewhere that someone also recommended uh, Saizeria, which is also yeah. A that was this one. That was one that he recommended. Yeah, it's a family mm. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, I mean, nothing against family restaurants and stuff, but uh, that's usually where bad families idea, go. Yeah, yeah, I think as an adult, yeah. bad idea. I mean, Maybe the, if you're in high school or something. There is one. Uh, what's it called? Bikuri Donkey. It's kind of maybe. You've taken a girl on a first date to Bikuri no, Donkey. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be disappointed if you did that back. I never. Last thing though, I wanted to ask about is uh, what do you think? Uh, group dates are a good approach to first for some girls, or just you should take the initiative to do a one-on-one -on -one. dates i don't i think i've only ever had one group date or more, more of like a double date okay. i've had a double date with um, a friend and his wife before and it was like one of his wife's friends that introduced her to me um that that was all right it was fun you yeah. know because if you don't get along with the other person you can just like have fun with your friends or whatever Okay, well, you've obviously never had to work as hard as me trying to get some girl to come out with you, but you I have... group dates. I, well, I have suggested, like, well, hey, uh, you know, because they were like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm like, well, why don't you bring your friend, and I'll bring one of my friends, and we can all go out and have a good time. So in that, in that scenario or that situation, a uh, group date was a good way to go. But now that I think about it, that situation didn't result in anything anyways. So, so in that situation, did you initiate the group date? And was there a reason why you suggested a group date? Yeah, because she was kind of like, this, this person that I have in mind was a little bit uneasy about dating a foreigner. Uh, she didn't really, I don't know, for whatever reason, trust the situation. I was like, why don't you just bring your friends or one of your friends and I'll bring one of my friends and stuff. Uh, but again, maybe she was just trying to tell me from early on that she wasn't interested because it didn't end up leading anywhere. So, so how, how was the date, the group date? fun i can't remember it wasn't too eventful so <laughs> yeah, yeah actually i think i've done that a couple of times when i feel like they're a bit too bit nervous maybe about just spending one-on-one -on -one time yeah and i'll and i'll say yeah you know bring a friend um and i'll bring one of my friends so that's happened a couple of times yeah but not normally on the first day normally <clears throat> on the second or third day yeah but for a first date apparently I, I heard if you try to organize a group date on the first date it's a sign that you're not interested in that person oh really so even so if it happens the other way so if she says oh let's all grow up go out as a group with our friends that's a sign that she's not interested okay mm, apparently something good to keep in mind mm. again this is just two guys opinion but uh yeah good first date and just good date ideas in general down at Sapporo. Uh, thank you again for everyone for supporting the show and uh, checking us out and uh, yeah leaving us a rating and review on iTunes actually man should we uh, mention that review oh from... that was a really good review we had recently yeah probably the best one we've ever had I would say that's why we're kind of reading it out we're yeah just read it out. I mean we appreciate obviously all of the uh, ratings we don't want to say one is the best but yeah, this one can't, was we can't, we can't share all of them as well we don't yeah. have enough time for that but uh, this one was very good let me just pull it up here in a second mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no I, I suggest um, you know, especially going out on first dates don't expect it to be too different from you know your, your home countries what you do back at home you know at the end of the day they're, they're, they're women and women are women doesn't matter what culture you come from what country you come from you know just uh be be uh be polite you know use your manners and uh yeah just try and have a good time relax yeah uh so let's see this is uh from uh sebastian uh, in the united states sebastian thank you ma'am he says one word awesome 
I've been suffering from a concussion, which means that I pretty much have to limit my activities to sleeping, eating, and listening to audiobooks and podcasts. I found this podcast by chance, just looking for things regarding Japan, and man, am I glad I have found this. I've literally listened to hours upon hours of the podcast over the past week, and I still find every episode amazingly entertaining. This is a hidden gem as far as podcasts go, and anyone interested in Japan and or expat life should definitely tune in. Thank you, Ben and Burke, and keep up the good work. Sebastian, man, that is a really, really awesome review, and I hope you have recovered a bit from your concussion, because that is definitely does not sound like a good time. But, uh, man, just everything he's saying in here is just, uh, man, it's really motivating and encouraging for us to just keep working hard at this and improving as much as we can. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Sebastian, for that awesome review. And uh, everyone else, if you're listening, you know, that's a great way to support us is to leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts especially. Um, we have social media, all the Twitter and Facebook. So make some comments and hopefully uh, we can communicate with you, get a conversation and get to interact with you guys, hopefully. So,、uh, yeah, catch you,、uh, catch you next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.